Hello and welcome back. It's uh, Sunday night and the second semester starts tomorrow. Well, sort of. I've got to do teacher meetings and finalize grades, which, the meetings. I just, yeah, that's not what I went to college for, to like go to meetings. But, you know, it's a necessary evil and I feel like every job has those. But what have I been up to the last couple weeks? I've been uh, watching shows, I've been reading books, been hanging out with the family, tried a new restaurant. When I gave it a five-star review on Google, I found out that uh, one of the co-owners is someone I taught with 10 years ago. So that was uh, one of those small world moments. Um, but just been relaxing and getting ready for what's coming next. But I'll be honest, something I have seen, um, talked a lot on social media and just in general, and something that I don't think a lot of people, even in my local area, think too much about, or they see it as a dirty word, school choice. Yeah, school choice. And it's kind of, kind of been a big thing this last semester and since the spring because a lot of people have been unhappy with how their local school district has been doing things. And now I have to admit, here in Oklahoma, it's not been that bad compared to other parts of the country. I mean, I've heard, heard horror stories of some parts of the country, especially on the coast, where they haven't been in school at all since March. Wow. Virtual learning to end last school year and virtual learning for the entire beginning of this current school year. Holy crap. I can't, I can't even imagine. But I also believe that just because your problem isn't as bad as other people's problems doesn't mean that you should diminish it. It's still your problem, and it's something you need to deal with. And school choice has been popping up as an idea that might be able to solve some of those problems. And, well, some of you are like, well, what does that even mean? Um, well, it just means that parents and students sh should have more of a choice in where they go to school and what those schools should be doing for them. Um, at the base of it, it really is what it is. It says parents and should have a choice on where their kids go to school. And some people say, well, like, how do you do that? Like, are you saying private schools? Because private schools cost money. And yeah, that might be a choice for some people. Or they might choose to do a homeschooling option or a, an unschooling. Have you heard of that one? It's basically where you just don't enroll your kids in school from like kindergarten on up and you just take care of it yourself. Uh, I've heard of pandemic pods where families just hire someone or they kind of work together in a small group to make sure their kids are getting the education they need. And I'll be honest, I'm fine with all of them because I feel like that's something that families should decide for themselves. But right now we seem to be in the system where whether you think about it or not, School is one of the only services that is assigned to you by your zip code. I don't, I don't go to my grocery store based on my zip code. I don't go to restaurants based on my zip code. Um, my choices for car dealerships or movie theaters or anything else in life is not restricted by my zip code. But we seem to have just been okay with this idea when it comes to school. And, and normally... We don't have too much to think about this. We don't have too much, we're not given too much pause to think about this. But this, 
virus season we've been in since March has made a lot of people think. Because here's the thing. A lot of schools have been ignoring what parents and students want in terms of what kind of instruction they would like um, to receive and how much instruction they'd like to receive. Students um, have maybe had to go through virtual systems. Parents have had to deal with their students having to do virtual systems. And honestly, sadly, there hasn't been much parents and students can do about it. They just have to take it because what else can they do? Which, if you think about that, that is such a ridiculous position to be in. If your grocery store, like your local grocery store, shut down, you wouldn't starve. You would just go to a different grocery store. But if your school shuts down or doesn't offer the services that you want, you just got to deal with it? That doesn't make any sense to me. And i just seen this coming up more and more as... Um, people try to deal with this, like, what can I do? And we've almost been taught from our own K-12 through schooling that, well, this is just how it has to be. Like, the the quote-unquote betters, the people who know better about education have made a decision, and I just have to deal with it. And I say, no. There's a phrase that has been coming up a lot lately, and it's this idea that you should fund students and their families instead of institutions. Because that's kind of where we are right now. We're in this situation where we think it's more appropriate to give money to an institution, the local district, and then everyone else just has to deal with it. And I don't know that I like that. Because that's that's the system we have here in Oklahoma. The state um, gives money to the district, and the district decides what they're going to do. And if parents and students don't like it, well, there's not much they can do. What other options do they have? And so this idea that's been put out there, this idea of fund students and not institutions, is you should give the amount of money that is being spent to the families, and then they can decide where they want to go. Maybe they want to stick with their zip code assigned school, and that's fine. Or maybe they want to go to a, uh, a private school, uh, whether that's a, a religious-based private school or, or not. Um, maybe they want to go to a charter school. Maybe they want to go to the district up the road from theirs. And I feel like that should be their choice. And I know some people will say, like, well, what if we just give families money? There's going to be a lot of corruption and um, things won't get done. And part of me is like, a couple things. You're literally describing the situation we're currently in. You're telling me you haven't seen the news reports where districts have been corrupt and not used money the way they're supposed to? And also, no one's saying give literally give a check to parents and then they figure it out. It's more like, um, I guess, if you're familiar with college, Pell Grants. You tell the government what school you're going to and then they send the check to that school in your name. So that would be how that would work if... I wanted my child to go to a school. The, the state would say, where, where do you want us to send your money for your child's educational dollars? I say, my local school district or the charter school down the road or the district up the street. And then they send it to them, which some of you are thinking, but, but private schools are so expensive. What are you going to do? No, no, just a quick, like quick Google search. You will see that on average, um, last I saw in Oklahoma, I think, 2019 was the last statistic I saw was on average, we spend 
$8,075 per student. I even checked for my local district. There's a Oklahoma Watch. You can add an article and you can check it out. I looked at my district for the elementary schools, middle schools, and high schools. And yeah, we're about, on average, probably in the high 7,000s per student pupil spending, which we won't get into like the average for the nation or our region and whether that's good or bad, but just stick with that. About $8,000 per student is what we spend. Now, ask yourself, what do you think the average private school tuition is in Oklahoma? Just think about it. Were you thinking like over $10,000? Well, you would be wrong. Um, as of this last year in a private school report, it's about $6,300 for the average private school tuition. Um, yes, it's a little less if you're doing like elementary and about 7600 a little more than the average if we're talking about like a high school education, but totally paid for with our average expenditure in the state. So it's it almost seems like a no-brainer. If you believe that education is a public good and then it should be just something to help future society, then why not let parents have a choice? Why not let them send them where they want? I know some people are like, but but this will defund public education. Um, well, maybe? I mean, not necessarily, because if they take their their student money and send it to another public school that they think is better, we're still getting, the public schools are still getting the money. Um, if you're talking about a charter school, I'll just remind you, charter schools are public schools. They're just managed differently. And if it goes to a private school, well, then here's the thing. Then maybe they're doing it better. And maybe that's a wake-up call for some of our public schools to get their act together and stop acting as if they're the parents of the parents and that they know better than the parents what the students need. And so I guess I get behind this idea. And I know some people are like, but you're a public school teacher. Yeah, but that doesn't mean I think that everything this system does is right. I mean, I, this is my 18th, 19th year public education in Oklahoma. And no, we don't do everything right. And yeah, the adults in the building can be very paternalistic. And unlike other areas, parents don't have recourse for it. And it's frustrating to see. And it's frustrating even more so with this virus season we're in because some people say well i guess there's the thing it's like what are you supposed to do private schools take all the money and and and, and then private schools could just jack up their tuition and they can do whatever they want it's like well no because if they don't do what they want then the customer the parents and the student can go somewhere else this is a perfect opportunity for schools public private charter whatever to meet the needs of the community of the parents of the students and if not they can go out of business because where else do we do that? You have a coffee shop that opens up in your town and does like piss poor service. We wouldn't shed a tear if they go out of business. We would say that's what they get. But for some reason, we, we do this with our schools. They're like, well, that's where I went to school. That's where my parents went to school. That's where my kid needs to go to school. And it's like, no, you, you don't do things for tradition's sake. You do things for a reason, and the whole purpose of education is to help students be prepared for life, be better um, 
well-rounded citizens, hopefully with some critical thinking skills. And that's about it. It's not about tradition. And I guess to wrap this up, I, I, I kind of hope for this more, this school choice. And, and I saw, I guess, the, the executive branch, the federal government, passed a, 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 a decree saying that they should look into this more. And, and while I looked into that, you know, um, executive order, it wasn't really doing much. But maybe that's what I'm hoping for more in 2021, is more choice for families. Because right now, it it seems like they're just stuck with what they got. And I just don't think that's right. You're the customer, students. You're the customer, parents. And your voices should be heard. Um, And right now, I feel like a lot of them just don't feel like that's happening. Definitely students I've talked to with decisions made recently with our district schedule, they just feel like they're being told what to do. And that's frustrating because that's how, not how they're going to spend most of their life. They're going to spend most of their life making decisions for themselves and trying to figure it out. And why not use this time to help them make those better decisions instead of infantilizing them and telling them what they should do. So I don't know, I guess encourage you to look into this even more because, well, I, I guess I'll link a couple of um, people on Twitter you might look into, uh, Corey DeAngelis, and uh, he's a guy that works with a lot of school choice uh, research, and then another guy is a teacher out of, uh, I think, Wisconsin, goes by Mr. Daniel Buck, and uh, he talks about this a lot, and then you look into that, but recently I saw Mr. Daniel there, the comment was that school choice would not solve any single problem in education um, but it would help with about a lot of them. And someone else came back and basically said, school choice allows students, families to solve whichever problem is facing them. And it gives them the opportunity to move forward. And I think that's what I like. There's no such thing as a one, fi- one size fits all solution. Really isn't. But there's trade-offs. And maybe for some people, that's the trade-off they're willing to make. They're willing to drive a little bit further to get a personalized education they're looking for. And maybe... Maybe school choice, however that goes down, is a way to do it. So maybe maybe look into that this year. Like, what is this concept? Maybe it works for you in your area. Maybe it's something you can push for in your area. Uh, just the idea, we should be funding our students and not institutions. Let the students and their families drive what we should be doing, not some think tank or some administrative group which is what we've been doing for so long. And I think we all know maybe it's not the best. Yeah. Looking forward to see where that conversation goes. Well, um, I need to get to bed. I'm kind of excited. Well, not for the meetings, but seeing my students on Tuesday. And uh, I hope you're ready for this new year as well. Well, at least the second semester. Well, as always, have a day.